0: It was only after finishing the interview with Tanner McDaniel that I realised just how young he was and how different his answers were always going to be to the question of whether he survived or thrived in 2020. Tanner is certainly one of the best guys to be riding a bodyboard at the highest level at the moment. His style is light years ahead of most people his age, and he is certainly going to be a force to reckon with when competitive bodyboarding relaunches, hopefully in the future. Um, It was great to sit down with him and talk about his experiences with the COVID pandemic. Um, He really was open about the year that was, and, and also kind of straightforward about what him and his buddies managed to do with it like I had a pretty good time, amongst other things. Uh, please enjoy this "Survive or Thrive" podcast episode with Tana McDaniel, and a huge thank you yet again to Toby Player and the team at Bodyboard King. Thanks for your support of the La podcast. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Survive or Thrive 2020 podcast series, Tana McDaniel.
2: Hey, how's it going, Josh?
1: I'm really good, mate. I'm actually I'm a little bit sick, as I said in the in the warm-up to this podcast. I woke up with a <laughs> with a fever and a sore throat. And all of the all of the markers that will see me get a COVID test at 2.45 today Australian time. And uh, very low chance that it is in fact COVID because pretty much nobody has it in Australia. So yeah. you guys are you guys surprised. are killing it. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. But um, but yeah, I've woken up a little bit under the weather. Um, how are you doing? Where are you? Where are you based right now?
2: I am good. I am up in Oregon right now visiting my girlfriend Harper. Um, I've been here for a few days now, just kind of cruising and hanging out with her. Yeah, just enjoying time up here with her
1: what's Oregon like I've I've never been there I don't know if many people listening have either like uh, I mean there are waves up there right but it's pretty icy yeah
2: there yeah there's definitely waves up here there's like I haven't done as much exploring as I would like to up here Mm -hmm. because there's just so much potential on the coast where my girlfriend goes to school it's about an hour and a half from the coast so Mm -hmm. it's a little bit tricky to get out there yeah. Uh, but there's definitely some waves worth exploring up here for sure.
1: Yeah, cool, cool. But, uh, but you just you just on a on a on a boyfriend visit. You're just like doing all the good things. You're not like spending yes. hours in the surf. You're probably going on dates <laughs> and a lot of cuddling. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, cool. That's cool. That's cool. All that gushy stuff. Yeah, nice. We have got to do that sometimes. Um, yeah. Let's get into some of these questions. I mean, the the point of this podcast series was to try and uh, Find out how some of the previous guests on the podcast dealt with twenty twenty, um, with the year that was the pandemic, uh, COVID spreading everywhere, everyone being disrupted, everyone's worlds being turned upside down. Um, so, how about for you? Like um, the the real question at the end of it all is: Did you survive it, or did you thrive during this period? Ah, oh,
2: geez, that's a that's a lot to go over. I guess twenty 2020- twenty. Mm-hmm for me was I'm sure it was pretty similar for everyone in the sense that it was just a really, really strange year. Um, I don't think I would have, I, I got through it fine. Um, it would have been a lot harder for myself personally if the beaches had been closed in Mm. California, at least in orange County where I am. Um, I know a lot of places around the world, the beaches have been closed. We're closed for months at a time, couldn't mm. surf. And for me, that was kind of the only thing that kept me from going insane, really. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I couldn't just go surf, mm. you know? Or even if the waves were small, I'd just go to the beach, try to find a spot not around people, really, and just kind of spend time in the sun and in the water.
1: That was kind of a saving grace for me. So, saving implies surviving. So, do yeah. you think you just survived it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I feel about the same as I did before yeah. uh, the whole pandemic started. It's not like I came out a different person or mm. anything like that. It's just kind of, kind of back to where I don't know. It felt like my life kind of hit a pause. Yeah makes
1: sense i know that feeling i think um i spoke to jeff and dave hubbard already on this podcast series and i'm i'm in the survival camp you know like i i didn't thrive but i definitely got through it and i feel good about that but um you know some people have you know there's stories around about people actually really finding their focus finding finding their passion making some big changes in their lives um, because COVID made them think about these changes or it gave them the opportunity. So it's a bit of an exploration around that um, that that this podcast is going to delve into. I mean, in, in terms of that then, if it was just a survival play for you, what were the biggest challenges other than kind of talking about the beach access and stuff, but what did you find the most challenging about 2020?
2: For me, it would have been the kind of the whole all the travel restrictions because that's Mm. kind of been my life for the last few years is getting to go and explore all these cool new places or going to the same places that I love Mm. and not getting to do that in 2020 was pretty hard and not and just not only not doing it but just knowing that I couldn't Mm. was kind of a weird feeling for me Mm. but In kind of looking at it at a different perspective, at some point, I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of nice. I can't go anywhere, so I don't really have anywhere to be. Mm. So I'll just maybe try to enjoy being in the same place for a while, which Mm. I've never really done. I've always been kind of on the go. And Mm. last year kind of forced me to be in one place for the longest
1: time I've ever been, really. Yeah and and you and you found that that was the response to that challenge. and 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 it sounds like, was it a positive experience? I know that you guys, when you say in the same place, I mean, I know that uh, yourself and others managed to to get over to Waco for another epic pool session. Yeah. So I mean, you did get to do some things, and we'll get to that in a second. but um do you feel like uh, was there anything was there, was there was there anything of a revelation of the benefits of staying in one place for you? Did you feel anything new about that?
2: Yeah. Well, I definitely felt something new in the sense that I just kind of like for months at a time, I didn't really have a trip that I was planning or a trip that I was looking forward to. So it was Mm. kind of a different feeling not to be like really looking forward to something Mm. as far as like bodyboarding or just stuff like that. So that was different for me, Uh, obviously going to Waco that was awesome that was really um getting to go and do what felt like a surf trip for sure was was Mm. really 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 good
1: yeah was that trip always on the was that always on your plan for the year were you always going to do that or was that like a response to the lack of ability to do other things
2: i i can't remember when we planned the trip um it, it was either Prior to the pandemic, or very, very early on in it, mm. so that was something kind of that we had down the line to look forward to. Yeah, but then again, we weren't even really sure if it was going to be able to happen.
1: Yeah, what were some of the challenges with that? Did it have any restrictions that you didn't have last time, or was it pretty much open for for action?
2: Nah, it was it was pretty pretty much fully open.
1: That's cool. That's cool. It was it's such a different experience. It was,
2: Oh, it's crazy, and it—we actually got to do it for a bit cheaper because flights going there were so cheap. Right, right. Like we booked them. We booked our flights mid-pandemic, and I think we paid like ninety bucks round trip for
1: yeah,
2: L.A. to Texas.
1: Crazy, yeah. Crazy. That's that's impressive, and that trip in itself. I just want to linger on that for a bit because we haven't really had a chance to talk about it, but. You know, like there was a really solid crew uh, of the you guys, like uh, Craig Wetter and others um, kind of from that California crew. And then you also have Jeff Hubbard and, and a few others flying in from the islands. Like, was it a different dynamic to have someone like Jeff in the water with you to like, do you feel like it took your riding in a different place than before?
2: Um, yeah, well, so we I actually went to Waco twice this year, uh-huh. pretty much back-to-back the first trip we did was with craig and the california crew Uh uh-huh which was awesome to see the um kind of the level of riding from those guys was pretty awesome because everyone was ripping yeah um and then we were there and they told us about another time slot i think it was like a week or 10 days later
1: ah okay we okay.
2: we were kind of like Oh well maybe if we could if we can make this happen, let's do it. Because mm. I mean what else are we gonna do really? Yeah. If it works, it works. And then yeah, that was the trip where Jeff and Mac and the rest of the gang came. And um that was awesome too. Because I went into the second trip kinda with a different mindset. I was going for kind of different stuff. I was trying more like double rotations, invert yeah. to backflip, invert to reverses kind of stuff. Yeah, Because I already had that one full day where I got to just kind of do my standard stuff. Yeah, And then the second trip, I got to mix it up a bit.
1: Were these moves that you were kind of mixing it up with? Have these been on your mind for a while? Were these things that were de- kind of developing in the back of your mind for quite some time?
2: Uh, I'm always kind of pondering new stuff that I can do. And every mm. once in a while, I'll try to try to test it out, just see if it works and just kind of expanding on my own move set, I guess. Mm. Best way to explain it.
3: Yeah. And I've always,
2: I've always uh, been really just excited with the idea of the kind of possibilities of new moves and stuff like that since I was a young kid, really.
3: Mm. Just
2: kind of pushing the Trying to push my own writing,
1: really. Yeah, was Jeff an influence though in that in those periods of time? Like he must have been someone you looked up to at the time to to develop those moves, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jeff mm. was sure because he was doing big crazy inverses and seven twenty, yeah. all that all that good stuff. So that was definitely someone who I drew inspiration from.
1: Mm. And then you got this super session with him in Waco.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. And oh man. Well I mean he surfed exactly how you'd expect him to. It was ripping. Mm. He's doing doing huge airs and it's as good as it looks, it is a pretty tricky thing to time and just the wave is just it's hard to wrap your head around it at first. Mm. And he just got the hang of it super fast.
1: Yeah. He's a quick learner. Um, in speaking with him recently, he mentioned that um, this time off has given him the ability to really kind of think about his competitive aspirations and stuff into the future. And you know, if it if it can all come together, there is a part of him quite interested in competing on the world tour again, which is pretty cool because you could sell from some of those uh, some of those waves coming out of Waco that you know he's still hundred um, percent at the top. You know, he can definitely. He can definitely do what everyone can do, and he's he's definitely not showing his age. So it's pretty exciting to see him still performing at such a level at such an age, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the clips he's been putting out from Hawaii Pipe the mm. back door, like that one Air verse is insane, yeah, he's on the same level as anyone else. I mean, he's been the like kind of the he's been setting the bar for so long and he's still overachieving it.
1: Mm. Very much so. Very much so. Um, Coming back to these COVID questions. um, There's a, there's kind of a question here about what your response to the challenge of not being able to travel kind of says about yourself. Like, do you feel that your ability to kind of, like in in the process of not planning for a future trip and kind of not looking forward all the time and being forced to look into the present moment, do you think it? Do you think it revealed anything new about yourself that you didn't know before?
2: Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it revealed anything from myself about myself. Sorry, um, I do think at a certain point it kind of reignited something that i hadn't felt in a long time to like really go like at one point in the during all of this and i'm still feeling that right now Mm. all i wanted to be able to do was go to australia australia specifically okay and spend and spend like a month just chasing waves and filming yeah and i hadn't really had like the just pure desire to do that and do nothing else yeah so that kind of reignited a spark of that, I think.
1: Interesting. Why Australia?
3: I, it's somewhere that I've
2: just I've been going there from a really young age. I've met like just made some really good friends there, and every time I go, I just seem to never want to leave. The waves are, I mean, are amazing for one, and waves. it's just a yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them, a lot of really, really good waves. And I don't know, it's just every time I go, I never seem to want to leave. And I feel like I would really enjoy to go spend some, enjoy spending some time down there and surfing with just the Aussie Rippers and kind of just focus on my own surfing. Mm. Just push myself down there, especially yeah. as somewhere where I would really, really feel the drive to do that.
1: mm Cool, cool. So this yearning, you know, this Aussie yearning is something that kind of revealed itself a bit more to you throughout this process.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Australia has always been somewhere where I love to go. But when I thought about going and doing a surf trip, the only place that I wanted, like I really, really wanted to go and spend a month was, was mm. Australia. That's, that would be my first choice.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, to all the Aussies listening out there, they're probably feeling a little bit chuffed about that endorsement. We already knew that it was pretty good here, but you know, it's always nice to hear it <laughs> from a foreigner. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you took up during the year? Like, did you pick up any new hobbies or interests that kind of, because I don't know what your situation was. I mean, you're you're still bodyboarding full time now, or are you back at school during 2020?
2: No, I'm still doing, I'm still bodyboarding full time. That's right. That's Uh,
1: right. So what did you do? Was there anything else to look at? Yeah. Did you look into anything new during the year?
2: You know, I can't really say that I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one, one of the main things that we were able to do this year, at least in South Southern California Mm -hmm. was go to the beach for the, pretty much the whole time. So I, was if the wave was bad, I was writing a up. If, the ways were average whatever i would just go out and spend time in the water really mm. um but looking back now i'm kind of wishing that i had done something more, maybe more productive like like going to school for a whole year. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but i mean at the same time i didn't i don't think any of us or some of us maybe knew that this would happen but I think a lot of us hoped it wouldn't last for all year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's part of the problem with this type of discussion is that a lot of us were waiting for it to end and mm. life to get back to normal. And I think that like a year now that it's been pretty much since it all started to kick off, you know, I think all of us realize that it's maybe not a thing that goes away quickly. Um, yeah. so So now, I mean, are these questions that you may not have taken advantage of the, of what 2020 offered you in terms of time and space to look into other things that might be interesting for you? Is there anything that you're looking at in 2021 that kind of says, okay, if 2021 is just like 2020, what am I going to do differently?
2: Yeah, well, if it's, and it it is starting to look like that's going to be the case, so so I heart like i keep kind of wandering off to the idea of going and going to school and kind of doing that thing yeah especially if i can't travel and um kind of produce that level of content for bodyboarding and maybe spend spend my time elsewhere and being productive in another way
1: yeah for sure
2: and i haven't made that decision just yet but if it's starting to shape up like that, that's something that I can see myself leaning into yeah.
1: leaning towards. What would you lean towards in terms of studies if that's the, the direction you took?
2: You know, I don't know. I haven't thought that um, in depth and do it. Um, it would be a pretty, I'd be starting it pretty far back um, to get, I'd have to do quite a bit to basically get enrolled into a community college and then mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be like a, I wouldn't have like a decided major or anything like that, really. Yeah. Go, go into it and just kind of see what grabs my attention from there. Maybe.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, i got to say in terms of listening to the answers to these questions, I get the impression that just you and the fellas have just had a really long holiday in 2020.
2: It kind of did feel like that. (laughs) It kind of did feel like that.
1: Just a little mean,
2: we holiday. Yeah. And I mean, we were pretty lucky that it was so mellow like that for us. I mean, geez, it was other parts of the world or just even other parts of the U.S. It's just crazy.
1: Mm. But how old are all you guys now that are hanging it Like, you're what, barely 22, aren't you? Or 23? Where are you at now?
2: I'll be 22 this month.
1: That's right. So, I mean, I should, like, I don't want to, I, I was definitely, as I'm listening to your answers, I was like, yeah, these guys are in their early twenties. As if they're gonna fucking change anything about themselves, or as if they <laughs> have some deep realization about what it is their their purpose is in life. They're just gonna have a good time. So let's let's focus on that for a bit. Like, I mean, what was the most fun thing that you guys came up with during the pandemic that kind of got you guys stoked and got you through it?
2: Well, hmm. we were really lucky because during the first, I want to say like two or three months of it it was pumping in southern california the waves were so okay. good for so long so we really really took advantage of that i mean wedge was good so often this year that up until the 4th of july swell where it wiped out all the sand it was pretty much like good it felt like for a month straight oh. which is pretty crazy around there and especially a wedge mm. so we really i spent a lot of time in the water this year um, and then, I mean, Waco was really, really the only other thing I did. Mm.
1: Is that something that you would look at, like if travel restrictions are as tight as they will be internationally again, like, I mean, is that on the agenda for you just more Waco trips to kind of, um, develop your riding there? Cause it seems like it's a perfect location. If you've got tricks, you want to kind of develop and stuff like that. It seems like the most ideal spot to be developing things. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, mm. I would put that very high up on the list of things to do if the travel kind of situation is the same as last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. um how does it work when you guys book it out though? Like you guys are doing like a group booking, aren't you? Is it it's not really like you're just rocking up as a normal paying customer, are you?
2: No, it's a like you do a group well <laughs> so you basically you have to have a group organized and mm. then you what we do is we buy the private one day session so yeah you basically book out the place for the day
1: yeah right and then
2: everyone pitches and then everyone pitches in for
1: that and what's that kind of cost usually what is that like it, it must be in the tens of thousands of bucks i'm assuming
2: the uh, the rates that we've gotten the last time we went it i think it was 10k for the day yeah right but you split that between however many people go and it brings the price down to a pretty reasonable amount
1: what's the perfect number of people in that group you know when it comes to that kind of discussion you know in terms of getting enough waves and also making it kind of cost effective enough like what do you think the number is
2: i think you need at least 10 people
1: right okay
2: At, at least 10 people and then the most you could probably do is like fourteen or fifteen people. After yeah. that, you just I don't think you'd there'd be enough waves to go around.
1: Right, right. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean the exhaustion levels get pretty high too, right? you like you're in the water all day. I mean, you, you kind of end up taking a breather every now and then too, right?
2: Yeah. So the way we've done it is you there's two groups and we go in hour increments. So you Uh have an hour in the water and then an hour out. Yeah, cool. So you do get an hour of a rest, Mm. but the last session you have, you're broken.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: You're just absolutely destroyed. And the landings there are so gnarly. Every wave, you're going into the flats. And it's not like a small little air. Like A lot of the time, you're getting pretty flung and landing belly flopping into the flats every time. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you're sore. You, the day after you can't do much
1: either. <laughs> nah, no. Nah, take it easy. I mean, do you just jet out of Waco as soon as it's all over or do you actually hang out in the town itself and check it out? Like, is it an interesting place?
2: Um, it is an interesting place. I have not explored much of it though. We pretty much yeah. leave the next day. I know yeah. if you guys have stuck around and I don't know if they stayed in Waco, but mm. they've gone and, Gone out to, gone into Austin or gone
1: into Dallas and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Kind of explored around there, Mm.
2: but I haven't had much interest in doing that. So usually just get out the next day.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, coming back to the kind of questions of the the COVID kind of series here. Um, what are you what are you looking at kind of towards the second half of the year? I know there's some discussions you're involved in these as well with me about. The tour and whether they're going to be able to kind of launch a European leg, um, you know, after after year is that something that's high on your agenda? If that does come together, like getting over to Europe and doing those competitions,
2: well, if it's if it's possible for me to get over there, yeah, uh, that would definitely be something I would take an interest in. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I'm for sure going. Yeah, I, right. I can. I'd have to kind of have a think about it and just see kind of what direction it's heading in.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, and what do you maybe, mean by that?
1: Exactly. That what, what direction the sport is
2: just what the state of the tour is really. Okay. Um, And like what, what events would be running kind of how long you'd be there for Yeah. how much like down, like in between time you would have to maybe go and free surf somewhere else, just kind yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah. I'd take into account. And also see if travel restrictions in Europe are kind of lifting, if other places are opening up that yeah. I could maybe go and get my money's worth for a free surf trip too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's a bit nuanced when you look at that second half of the year. And I mean, does it come down to, I know that like in 2019, you were pretty relaxed about world title aspirations and stuff. You were pretty much on a bit of a cruise. Through the year, but still performing quite well. Um, does that aspir has that aspiration for a world title kind of come back into your mind, or is that something that's kind of even more been put on pause after this year?
3: <sighs>
2: it's it's kind of come and gone. If I'm being honest, like yeah. there would be a period of time where I'm like, oh man, like I I want to go go back and compete so bad. Like, all right, I'm gonna start like prepping i'm gonna next time the tour runs i'm gonna just do every event and try to win the world title yeah and then it seemed like i would kind of phase out of that mindset and kind of like start thinking oh maybe i'll take another year off and go do (laughs) do free surfing stuff so i'm i've been kind of going back and forth
3: with it
1: why do you think that is i don't know
3: it's it's hard because
2: the competing and doing pre surf trips are both stuff that I love, I would say equally. Mm. So it's, I feel kind of torn sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's been something that I've kind of fought myself with a bit.
1: Mm. Did the near miss in 2018 with, uh, when Jerry won, is that, is that kind of, put the brakes on you a lot like is that still something that you may be carrying along
2: um if if it has it's been subconsciously because I don't mm. really think about that too much mm. I don't really think it's playing an active role in my decisions mm. um I don't, don't open a Pandora's I've...
1: box for you but I just assume it might be <laughs> you know, just for me, I know what it's like to come close to things and miss them. And then it's kind of hard to, um, cause there's such a build up and such a intense emotion around those types of moments where you go, wow, I could win this and this would mean X and Y. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like a hard thing to reimagine again, because it's so, you know, it's such a big euphoria, the idea of winning it, but then it's such a big trauma the loss of not winning it, you know, like it's kind of a, it definitely hits you on both sides. Um,
2: I think, yeah, it, it was, um, I think it would have been a lot harder on my, I think it would have been a lot harder on me if I had thought I had a chance of winning the title that year at all.
1: Oh, okay. So you just never did.
2: I never really like, even though at one point I, I mean, after Arika, I was in the lead on the rankings. I just mm. knew there were so many events still, yeah. And I'd never been in that position, so I didn't let my hopes really get up, yeah. So I didn't really think. And then going into the last event in Nazare, I needed to win the event to win the title. So I was like, oh yeah. well, a long shot. So like, what are the chances? Kind of. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was leading the final against Jerry that I was like holy shit i might win the title right now
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
2: then like 30 seconds later you got that 10
3: so yeah,
1: exactly. there's
2: only like a, a little brief moment where i was like oh my god like yeah i might win the little title right now yeah and it 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 hit me really fast and then it was kind of gone as fast as it was.
1: <laughs> fucking jerry <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: but okay since i didn't have the pressure from myself the whole year to win the world title like that. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't so devastating. If that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yep. I get it. I get it. It was a moment that, got, that was turned off pretty quickly by Jared Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, I mean, I just know that there's a bit of expectation that you are going to be up there fighting for it. You know, like I know that there's a lot of fans out there who look at you and go like, okay, here's he is the guy that is going to win it. Um, and and kind of do it because there's been this build up in your career of this kind of um, of this kid that was destined for these types of results. So it's just an interesting thing to just to hear you. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I could take it or leave it, or you know, or I'm a little bit conflicted. You know, like it's an interesting thing to hear. But you know, at the end of the day, you're just 22, so it doesn't really matter either. Like there's plenty of time and space for you to to figure it out. Like, it's not something you need to actually win tomorrow. It's something that you can spend the next decade, um, toying with.
3: Yeah. And yeah, I
2: mean, it might not be my priority one year or the next, but winning a world title is absolutely something that I want to do. And that fire isn't ever going to leave. Hmm. But sometimes it just feels like if my head isn't completely in it, then it's just not,
3: I don't know. Fair enough.
2: It, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have the same, carry the same weight for myself personally, if I want it and I didn't really care.
1: Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, we'll all just have to stay tuned. What's um, to finish up the podcast, this little survival thrive podcast series um try to situate the response to this answer in your own age group <laughs> cuz I'm 15 years older than okay. you so you know like I'm yeah. this this message that you're about to give isn't for me it's for the other guys and girls your age that might hear this podcast and they'll go yeah so what's your one piece of advice for anyone out there dealing with a year like 2020 about what they should do in 2021 to make it work And that's like, keep it in your generation. Like, what do you think the most important thing is for those people to do?
2: I would say for people my age, going through a time like this, just focus on the things that you love, the things that you love to do, people you love to be around Mm. and really just like hold on to those things. If you have something you're passionate about and you can actually do it during these weird times yeah just put your energy in that and just having something to focus on like that is Mm. really important because if you let yourself kind of spiral and you're not doing anything it makes it a lot harder than if you have something that you're kind of striving towards or focused on and maybe i should take that on my my own advice on that
0: (laughs) The bogey boogie, leb,